Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I am joined by Webb. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Dramabot. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gents today? I am doing okay. It is far too early to be doing this, but I am okay. <laughs> Dramat wants to make us suffer, but that's okay because we love him. <laughs> it's fine. But are you okay, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. I just noticed on my notes it is episode 61 and had a sort of weird mind-blowing moment of, that's a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why 61 is the one that triggered that that's feeling. That's at least 60 episodes. 60 I was fine with. 61, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> is it the realisation there is literally several days worth of this nonsense? Oh, yeah. In all these years we've been talking for free. <laughs> I mean, we're still technically kind of talking for what <laughs> anyway, drama that is. <laughs> Snipe, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Oh dear. So, we've got a couple of little things to mention from Nova, which is a convention thing going off in America, I believe. Probably. I, sh- I actually realised, as I was saying it, I don't actually know where it occurs. <laughs> it's in, it, no, it's in Nova, Nova Scotia, that's where it got its name. You know what, for all I know, that could be true. Yeah, could be, couldn't it? Um, but it doesn't matter because we're not there. <laughs> and oh. There's a few little leaks that have come out. Well, leaks is the wrong word. There have been previews of stuff that Games Workshop has put out and thought we'd just mention a couple of them because they're a little interesting. But as interesting as your, your typos, they're like, first of all, speak, freaks. <laughs> it's It's at least... Two hours before I'm a functional human being in the morning right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, as as I was so horribly spoiled there. Yes, horribly <laughs> spoiled. Um, yeah, Speed Freaks actually got, we got a bit more details about it, which, if you don't know, is seemingly a boxed game that contains a couple of the new buggy models, the Orc buggy models. It's basically Gork and Mork. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people, when they saw um, actual leaks of it, were like, oh, it's a new Gorkamorka. And as the token person who has actually read the Gorkamorka rulebook, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to be. There's more to Gorkamorka than just the boogies. Mm-hmm. It's there's, it's not going to be Gorkamorka, guys. It's, it's Gorklands or gas gorks or something <laughs> gas gorks that sounds really yeah it that's does like, that's my favorite boss fight in bloodborne uh, <laughs> father gas gorks but yeah it, it looks like for what we see it does look very gaslandsy um which i'm okay with it, you know if it comes you know and, and you know what if it does come out and it ends up being remarkably similar to to gorkamorka's mechanics then i will i will happily you know put my hands up as being wrong but it put, does... put your hands up what? Um, <laughs> I don't know, will you be in the country then? <laughs> um. <laughs> it took me a minute. It took me a minute, but I got there. Anyway, moving swiftly on, there's also a war boss on Trike that's come out. Yes. Well, he's, he's coming out, which mm-hmm. looks pretty fun. He's very muscly. Oh. There's, there's he's a, a bit l- of a barra boy, is This he? might be a strange thing to mention, but I'm noticing a lot of shirtless orcs. Oh. <laughs> so you're getting to see their rippling chests. 
Do orcs have nipples? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've seen enough porn. I, I've seen enough porks. <laughs> that, that's that's pornography orcs. Uh, yeah, sexy. Um, you know what? I'm not actually hundred percent sure. I'd have to go and look. Well, they have belly buttons, don't they? Uh, they are generally presented with one, despite the fact they probably despite shouldn't. Despite the fact that they that that's not a thing. Well, they're actually, basically mushrooms. Actually, they could do because they they grow in a like amniotic sac underground. That is so fucking gross. With the you. mushrooms like above the surface, um, and so there could you know, like be that one Hannibal episode. I, I don't know. It was basically they. Some guy went crazy and tried to grow orcs, but like they obviously couldn't mention it for copyright reasons. But we all knew what they meant. Okay, I. You see, you could be referencing a real episode, but since I haven't seen it, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know if this is just you lying again. <laughs> again, fucking hell. <laughs> okay, well, when was the last time I lied to you? And be honest, because you usually aren't, because you're a liar. There's like a five-minute lie in the last podcast where <laughs> yes. you want to ask how you got to Warhammer, lie. and you talk about the plot of the Shadow. <laughs> yeah. I talk about no, no, that's actually how I got into Warhammer. <laughs> Just because it might seem a little bit extravagant to you, who's, like, just a dull butt face. Okay, you're just lying again, so I'm going to move on to the next thing. <laughs> Which is the Sisters of Battleheads. Uh, we've got a little bit of uh, of a show of how the new Sisters of Battle are going to look. Don't even lie that much. <laughs> lying right now. <laughs> Not even lying right now. Wib's the liar. He's the one you want. <laughs> anyway... Yes, this is a battlehead, so I've actually, uh, you know, seen some of uh, the, the basic, pla- what will be the plastic sisters. And they heads. look awesome. Mm. They look so good. There's, like, there's different aged sisters, they've got different hair, and I'm just like... <laughs> they actually have different haircuts now, they don't all look like Lady Gaga. Yeah, I mean, which is fine, I don't mind the occasional Lady Gaga, but when every single one of them looks like a Gaga, it's a bit weird. Yeah. I also think Gaga looked more like all of the si- all of the sisters, not the other way around. Well, Yes. <laughs> Since the sister sculpts come from like 1992. 1947. <laughs> yeah, it has actually been about 30 fucking years. The sisters of battle sculpts are so old, they predate Warhammer 40,000. They predate Lady And indeed, Gaga. Games Workshop. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they look really, really cool. They do look really good, and I'm super excited to see like what they're doing. Uh, they've also said that a beta of their new codex is going to be in the... Um, chapter approved um, that comes out this year which looking at my notes I typoed as chapter approved <laughs> yes uh, oh it was it's, it's a rough near, morning with the speak freaks but uh, but yes yeah, so that should be interesting which is funny because um, one of the chapter approves that we covered um, in Codex Compliant uh, was one that did have a sister's mini codex in it there as well so oh. you know that's interesting. Yeah. And at least a real codex will come of it this time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there was there was a Witch Hunters codex that came out after that chapter, the old chapter approved one, so... Yeah. But that wasn't, a, that wasn't Codex Sisters of Battle, that was Codex Witch Hunters, which is not quite the same no. thing. I'm just I'm just looking forward to you know, Games Workshop actually going, oh yeah, shit, sisters are a legit army that need decent fucking models. <laughs> we maybe should do something with that faction that have been around for decades. Well, I'm, I'm glad they finally are, but Christ, how long did it take them? Oh, wow. Um, also, and this is a minor point, because I know nothing about the context, all I've done is look at the picture and gone, I like the thing. Mm. <laughs> In Sigmar somewhere, 
<laughs> there is a model now for a flying squig. Oh, thank you. It's it uh, was me. It, uh, it was not you. No, you're, I you're, want to be the flying squig. Oh, you are the flying squig. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I'm I'm small, I'm very round, and I'm very angry. <laughs> I'm hoping this is a step a step forward towards us finally getting a model of a mimic squig with the parrot ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's gonna be good. Just having just old orcs with angry parrot squigs screaming abuse at people. It would be it would be fantastic, especially because, as far as I'm aware, I believe I'm the only human to have ever drawn one. <laughs> I've looked I've looked her, like everywhere to see if there was a picture of one for reference. So mm-hmm. when one shows up in one of the old Rogue Trader videos, yeah. I had to just draw something. I mean, out of to be fair, you like not only that, but you are the you are the person, the man who has given Obi Wan Sherlock Clouseau a color scheme all his own. Yes. You are the only person... You are the person that coloured, like, the the one picture of our beautiful Inquisitor boy. I mean, I'm sure someone else has coloured that picture at some point. I doubt it. Okay. Well, I guess you've looked more than I have, so... Yeah. Because I was looking for a high-res for a body pillow, and I, all I want is just... All I want is a Daki Makura of, of Inquisitor... I mean, I, I, I literally have you, but you're not a body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. You don't look anything like like Obi Wan, Sherlock Wilson. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's sort of the uh, the main stuff from Nova um, that wanted to cover. Right, obviously, there's other stuff going on there as well, but um, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's a little harsher than I intended, but um, it's early. It's true. That's fine. It's true. We also have a conquest. That we did a video on. Yes. Oh, yes. You did an unboxing of a magazine. Yes. Yep, because which... fuck everything. Fuck the police. <laughs> the YouTube uh, police. Would you like to describe to the people at home, Snipe, what Conquest is, if they haven't happened to have seen the video? It is just, it, it is a subscription-based magazine where the magazines get progressively more expensive until they reach their cap of £7.99 or your original equivalent. Then they release about 600 of these and charge you in total about 600 quid because every every episode you get stuff to do with 40k. So in the first first episode you get three Primaris, three paints, full-size Games Workshop paints, and a paintbrush and a little magazine and, and a poster. And as it goes on you get more and more stuff. Yes. Uh, also, to clarify, there are 80 issues. About 600. And um, the individual ones are not called episodes, they're called issues. Why do you give me this stuff if all you're <laughs> going to do is nitpick me afterwards? Because I thought referring to a single magazine as an episode was just really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, we opened one up on on video because, yeah, they're, they're only available within the UK broadly. I think they are available in the Republic of Ireland, too. They're an interesting prospect, because as mentioned in the, the video, um, unlike most of these things where you have to collect a billion of them um, to even have something even worthwhile, like, individual episodes are still really useful, because <laughs> they're just coming with individual, like, marines, or whatever, like, they it, you, at the end of it, although we won't be collecting till the end of it, because it's you know, far too expensive, and it's, like, weekly, which is the one thing we forgot to mention in the episode, and I wish we did. Um, which is it comes out weekly, so it's going to get very expensive very fast. Mm. Even if the stuff inside of it does seem to be worth the money, it's too much. 
it would be too much money for a lot of people to lay out every month on top of it, especially if they want to do anything else like hobby-wise. Like, even if you've got, you know, a steady income or whatever. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's interesting, and we're going to see how it goes from here on out. We won't be doing, like, a video of every issue, uh, because that would get silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll probably do something to show what kind of happens with it, because we have got a subscription once we've kind of got, I don't know, maybe the first ten or something. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the other army is Death Guard, in case um, you don't know as well. So it's like regular Marines and Death Guard. But yeah, that's that sort of um, that sort of a thing that exists now. Uh, and lots of people are very, very upset that it's not anywhere uh, but the UK right now. Um, and leaving uh, fairly angry comments uh, to that effect sometimes, which is weird. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, because obviously this is our personal decision <laughs> to not have Conquest sold anywhere really outside the UK. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, so it is, I think they are rolling it out in other places because there is a Spanish language version that I've seen a picture of. So presumably it's going to come out other places at some point. I think that's pretty much everything in general notes. I believe so. Yeah, drum and bat. What have you been up to? I have been playing a game. Okay, Matt, what have you been up to? <laughs> what game? Sniper Elite 3. Because yes. I've had it in my Steam library for ages, and I've noticed that in the humble monthly thing, we're getting Sniper Elite 4. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't want to play 4 first, because I'll never go back and play 3 if we do that. Um, I mean, so. you'll have spoilers for World War Two. <laughs> no, no, it's not <laughs> I mean, shit, dude, he has a point. <laughs> well, that's the funniest thing I'm going to say today. That's really upsetting now. It's all downhill now. No, what I meant was, like, because the mechanics will be better in 4 and 3, presumably. They really are. So, yeah. just because, you know, technology progresses. So, I won't want to, I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, this is weird. But I enjoyed yeah, it. No. Yeah. It's really good, huh? Yeah, there's a, it's very janky. Oh, yeah. It's like I've got a quick list of like various bugs um, that I'll go through in a minute that happened. And I, but I, I mean, you sent me on the WhatsApp like a picture of like, this isn't a bug. It's just <laughs> this like, is a feature. Like, yes. And he, basically what Jerome had done is killed everyone in the area and piled them up in a big like good old Nazi sympathizer fuck pile. There was 22 of them at one point. <laughs> yeah. He just sent a photo of that to the WhatsApp and was like, am I doing it right? And everyone was like, yes, that is exactly how you do that. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, fin- I finished it. I haven't collected everything because, like, I don't really care that much. I feel like it's no, not I... a game for me. It's not a game where I can be bothered for the collectibles. Like, yeah. I collected the ones that I happened to find out, but I was like, I can't be bothered to like look up a guide and go through and collect. Like, yeah, it's just the point of this is I wanted to like snipe some Nazis. Like, mm-hmm. although actually, I probably killed way more by with a knife than I did with the sniper. Yeah, but I mean. That That's, is pretty fun, though. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm intrigued to see what they do with the next one, if it's any different or if it's just different levels, basically. Um, uh, different floor. levels, really. Like, I can't see how they're progressing. Third one's kind of around Africa, yeah. isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, well, uh, the um, the fourth one's more kind of um, not Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where it is, and I'm not going to be insulting by guessing. 
So yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I like this. There's some there's some improvements to the gameplay. It still is a bit janky, but it wouldn't be Sniper Elite without it. Yeah, I think I'd, I played. I didn't play the first one, but I played the second one years ago, and I don't remember that. Mm. I don't remember it much at all, to be honest. But I don't remember it being particularly janky. The second one was jank as fuck. Uh, okay, fair enough. It's just been a while. Yeah, oh, it was bad because <laughs> I, I played that a lot more recently. <laughs> That was one of the, one of the early videos on the channel. Actually, oh, really? it was. Yeah. Mm. yeah, had Wib like roll through it, which was entertainment in <laughs> and of itself. <laughs> um, but God, don't go watch that video. It's rough as shit. It's really horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone, go back and watch it. And leave comments. Please don't. <laughs> say, it's like, hello from 2018. I remember this is apparently when Snuff and Wib were crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Although that video does introduce one of my favourite minor bits of continuity. Yeah. Uh, which is in the title card for it, I just happened to be eating a Pop-Tart because at the time we were just really having a lot of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I thought it would be funny. So when we came and did another Sniper Elite game, I can't remember if it was three or four that we did a video on uh, like a year ago. Three. Uh, it, well, maybe it m- might have been four, actually. I, I literally don't remember. But whichever one it was, you're having a Pop-Tart <laughs> as well. Just, I, I did that. Anyway, well, well, and that like, was, well, actually, it was you that drew that. I, I um, drew that one. And it was just me sitting there eating a Pop-Tart with my jaw f- like flung open in the x-ray. And my eyes just exploding <laughs> out of my head. Nice. I, I, yeah, because I, I coloured it. That's why in my brain like I was to do with that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not really a digital artist. <laughs> but no, Sniper Elite is good. I've spent so many hours in Sniper Elite Four. God, it's so. You I, should I, play it co-op. Yeah, playing. We should play it co-op yes. if you want to get together Deal. and play it. I mean, you probably don't have never done anything to deserve being partnered up with someone like me in a co-op game. <laughs> but if you want to try for a little while, yeah, totally, totally. Anywho, but so yeah. my quick just because I because they're quite funny. I just want to go through my quick um, jank list of Sniper Elite Three. So yeah. quite often, if you like do a quick save and then do a quick load later on the bod- various bodies will disappear but not always just some of the bodies will disappear okay. which is annoying because mm. you spend ages hiding them and then one that you're about to hide disappears and you're like oh I didn't <laughs> need to bother walking halfway around the map to throw him off a cliff then um, oh I don't know that sounds like it's own reward but yeah <laughs> does that mean that you could like cheese the game out by quick loading quick saving no because it's it's like it's like every four one in four times or i don't know it's like it's not at all regularly enough to use it as a cheat it's just annoying sometimes okay it's a moderately inconsistent bug especially when you're trying to like search search people or things because then you want to search their bodies and then they disappear and take away whatever loot they had um quite often when i load a game vehicles that i've blown up earlier in that mission will just blow up again like, if I've blown something up at the start, near the start of the mission, like, there's one of the missions where you have to take out a, um, a load of, like, uh, jeeps, one of the first few missions. Um, yeah. I know which one. Then, like, later on in the game, I just happened to load it, and then those, the, the explosion animation happened, and then loads of people got alerted. And I was like, but that happened, like, an hour ago. I'm trying to think, I think there might be something like that in Sniper Elite 4, where occasionally something, like, three miles away will just explode. And you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, a, yeah, but... health and safety wasn't big back then. But... <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. Just cars just exploded in the 40s. They just had to deal with yeah, that. That was just a thing. Yeah. I mean, ones that, had already, ones that were already exploded somehow exploded again. But They hadn't quite worked out the kinks of an internal combustion engine. Yeah, because half cars were still external combustion <laughs> uh, engines. Because yeah. <laughs> then they explode you, and then it doesn't matter where you were going, because you go to the afterlife. 
<laughs> doesn't matter where you're going because you're going straight to hell. <laughs> yep. Good. Um, quick save and this one was annoying. This is my last issue with saves. Quick saves and normal saves are weirdly separate. Which I know they are anyway, but I had issue. So I'd done one level and I died. So I reloaded the last save. But it loaded a save that was like earlier than my most recent quick save. It loaded like a real oh. save. So I went back to try and load the quick save, but because I hadn't realised straight away, I'd overwrite the quick save and then I ended up having to start a level. I, I ended oh. up going like, try, yeah, I tried to load an earlier mission, earlier one or a, a different one on the same level which happened to be even earlier but then i couldn't go back to the later one because the one that it actually loaded as being the load last save had just disappeared so i basically had to do the whole level again at one point just because oh, of dude. weird jankiness between like remembering which is the most recent save and which one's a quick save and which and i don't quite understand what happened <laughs> but yeah no, that's weird because it sounds like the quick save and the auto save basically are the same yeah thing. something like that i don't yeah, I have no idea. It was weird and annoying. Yeah. And I had to do a mission again. Oh, um, quite often I'm wandering around and from halfway around the other map it just says, um, heard sound from someone like the other side of the map. And you're like, but you've just... He's got really good ears. He's been... Um... I know sometimes they find bodies yeah. where they've just it's... presumably killed each other, I guess. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I do remember something like that. Like one of them, like fell off a cliff or something, <laughs> and then someone at the bottom of the cliff was like, oh, "A body! <laughs> there has to be a sniper!" Even though he's obviously just walked <laughs> off the edge of a cliff and broken every bone in his body on the way down. <laughs> a sniper somehow did this, and you're just like, "I feel I'm being unfairly yeah. victimized here." And then just like texture pop-ins and things, especially with that binoculars, or you've got the longest zoom. Like, yeah, at NPCs, yeah. their path where, where they just, like, tries to glitch them through walls and things sometimes. And mm. It's janky as fuck. <laughs> and I oh, don't yeah. quite understand how. Uh, but glitches aside, I did still enjoy it. I'm quite lucky. I will mm. play the fourth. I just wanted to get this one out of the way first. Yeah. Although, yeah, dude, I get you. Long shots I couldn't find. I found one of them out of the eight. Oh, long shots. Because it's just one, like, specific shot. And I've done, like... The one that I got, I've had other shots that were longer than that, but because it's not the exact same space or the exact right person, yeah. it doesn't count. I was like, are these like specific trick shots yeah. in specific places? Yeah. yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. In, in the fourth one, they kind of take those out and replace them with the statues that you have to shoot. Okay. Uh, they, you don't really have like, oh, specifically kill this person with this, but I mean, you do get bonus points for that. So, like, it will say, oh, um, like, kill so many Nazis with an explosion. Mm. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, with one explosion. So they kind of have, like, the things like that, but it's not... It's literally just for level-up points, so you can, you know, yeah. spend on whatever. But yeah, also in the fourth one, because video games, they have golden skins for weapons, yeah. which are all hideously fucking ugly. Yeah, but... Because like, I've unlocked one for, like, uh... What's the gun I use? What's the rifle I use? Can't, don't want to piss off a gun, no? They might leave me angry comments in the YouTube videos. <laughs> um, shit, I can't remember. I can't remember which which rifle it, I it use. Doesn't matter. But yeah, it's like it has the ugliest fucking because you get like the master mastery challenge and then you unlock the golden skin for it. Okay. And it's just like, wow, this is so hideous. I never ever want to use this. Thanks. I hate it. It's actively ruined my life. Thank you, Sniper. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only time that I changed my gun was when I unlocked one. I mean, there's only three anyway, or four, I think. But I just mm. used whichever one had the biggest zoom. 
but yeah, no. I say the only problem with the fourth one, and I think this this has always really been a problem with the Sniper Elite series, is the DLC is egregious and fucking abusive. Uh, yeah. Because like in the fourth one, it's just like let's cut out like weapons and characters and all this other shit just to sell you piecemeal, and it's like, wow, well, fuck you. That is like my biggest problem with it. Mm, but that's, that's kind of my biggest problem with gaming in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting yeah. pretty good at just ignoring DLC yeah. and just be like, okay, the game is the game. Fine, whatever. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's basically it. I, I finished the campaign and that's, nice. yeah. And then I won't start a new one yet because I've got, we've got visitors coming and then I'm in the UK for a bit and then we have more visitors coming. So... Basically, okay, basically well, September is a write-off for me. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, whenever, like, I guess in October we'll have to have a game. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Speaking of the UK, well, I will from... be back and I will be coming to see you and I will shoot, come and shoot some of your things with my towels. Excellent. That sounds good. Because I'm definitely, I'm definitely hankering a game. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. We'll have to have a game of eighth with you. It's been, it's been a long time because I don't have my models in France. Mm. Or know anyone else in France who plays. <laughs> I guess it's possibly more the issue. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, You've not played eighth yet. Have no, you? I haven't. No, I only, I played. We used to play fifth a lot, and then we had like one game of sixth, or was it seventh that we tried? We tried a few games of sixth, mm. and then that's yeah, that's how long it's been. Yeah, it's so, been a while. I'll tell you what. I, I've been re- I've been reading through the rule book um, recently. The rule book is like weirdly, it's big, but there's not that many pages of rules. It's like eight pages. It's of like rules, most yeah. of the, most <laughs> of the like rules info in the book are different like scenarios to play through. Like it seems yeah. really rules light somehow. Like they've streamlined the shit out of it. In mm-hmm. previous rule books, I remember like there was like loads of pages on special rules and what each special rule means and things. And you, you know, you had to go to this page to work out what this rule special rule was. And there's like none of that. It's yeah, I don't quite yeah. Which I can get behind if it's still a fun game to play. Like that's that's great. But yeah, no, it does speed it up some. I, I do approve I'm just, of the changes. Yeah, I'm just I'm intrigued as to how it all. And I've had a bit of a look through. I was really confused by the um, codex to start with because there's no points values in there, and I was like, but how do you? And I know they like trying to push down on the. It doesn't matter what points values you are. You might as well have an unbalanced fight, and it'd be unfun for everyone for some reason. <laughs> but. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but you don't have to put it so bluntly. There's, there's power points, which yeah, are which are a vague approximation. And then it was like, I, I had to Google it, and it was like, oh, at the end, there's just a list of actual points if you want to play properly. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, wh- why, why is that a thing? I mean, I wouldn't put it that harshly, but also yes. No, if that, if you want to play it as the open player, whatever they call it, like that's if that's what you enjoy, absolutely no criticism to you. But it just seems weird that, that they're encouraging it so much when surely relatively fair fights are better for everyone. Right, unless there's like a specific if it's a, if it's like a situation where it's like you know a few squads holding off against a huge army or you know if there's if there's something like that, fine. But if you're just having like a fight just for the sake of having a fight, having it vaguely balanced so one person isn't just shat on. I think what they they wanted to do is to make it so that it doesn't take like forty five minutes to just decide what your army is. Yeah, you can okay. just go. Okay. Oh, uh, we're gonna do an eighty point. An eighty PowerPoint game, okay. Okay, and yeah, then you no, can fair. you can pull that up and work that out super quickly because you don't have to go work out the minutiae of what your characters are all equipped with. That would be my guess. Anyway. Yeah, okay, fair. But I don't know how many people who play forty k. You know, if you spend if you spent months building these models and then poss- and then some people painting them, like I feel like those are the sort of people who want to spend a little bit of time making their army list. Well, but maybe not exclusively, and if you don't, again, no criticism. It's just I, 
yeah, it's just not how I thought it would work. It's new and scary, and you don't like. It. <laughs> yeah, I think basically. <laughs> but I'm very, I'm very keen to have a have a quick a quick game yeah. or two. Oh, my last thing I've 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 done this week or in this this fortnight, I've taken Facebook and Twitter off my phone, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it, I highly recommend. I mean, it's great. Like I've still got, and but I've still got like my com- a computer and my tablet with them on, so I can still check it. But it just not constantly thinking about oh I should tweet this or oh I should check if someone else has said something. For me, it's done wonders for my like sitting on my phone all the time. Um, and it's not for everyone, but if if but I recommend giving it a try, just because I just found myself like you know having a conversation or watching something or do, and yeah, just always checking my phone, and it's just like I don't think this is good. I don't know. It's done. It's I was getting quite anxious about like always being aware of always being on my phone. I think so. I don't know if you're getting if if anyone's feeling like that. I just just for like a week or so, I recommend taking them off and just being like actually. I don't need to check this all the time. Yeah. No judgment if you do, or whatever, again. But it, just for me, it's You've just... You've been very it's done... judgmental this no, no, episode. No, but I'm just saying for me, it's helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and they, they might get back on at some point, I don't know, but... Yeah, no, no, good on you, dude, because that kind of that kind of a, a hold is hard to break. So yeah, it's, it's like a habit, and it's difficult it's, to yeah, get it out is. of. it is. Like, without being, oh, gosh darn millennials, seeing as we are millennials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, no, it's like, phones are, phones are great. But you can kind of like fall back on them a bit too hard occasionally. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And I just wanted to see what it'd be like if I didn't do that for a bit, and it's really nice. So, well, I ain't got fucking anything else to do apart from sit there and realize that I have depression. So yeah, distractions are helpful. (laughs) Yeah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Without getting too real about (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, no. (laughs) Also, like when you're out and about and anxious, being on your phone is really helpful. Because I, I, I don't have very much data, so I'll tend to just flip back and forth on my fucking home screen, being like, yeah, Doom Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at my wallpaper, and that's it. <laughs> but yeah, no, good on you, dude. Like, all seriousness. That, that, like I say, that shit can be difficult. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're being a bit more productive. That sounds like I'm being really judgmental to say oh. that you weren't productive before, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm definitely not being more productive. I'm just being... Like, actually in the moment with whatever else I'm doing. Like, if I'm not doing anything else, I can do it. But it's just, I was trying to, like, if I'm ha- literally having a conversation with someone, not also be on my phone. And things like that. Hobbo, Matt. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yes. Um, not much, because, um, in theory, when this goes live, new codex compliant should be Oh, should yes. Be should be live and up for everybody. Um, it's so... going to be good. I, I basically have a mountain of work in front of me right now, and it's a little oh. bit terrifying, but it's fine. Can you reveal which codex it is? Uh, I think we're probably... In fact, you can, because it's already out by the time everyone... Basically, can you t- can you tell me what it is in advance? <laughs> it's, it's Codex okay. Dark Elder. Uh, the third edition one. Well, yeah. The one that was around from like 1998 to 2010. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so a while. So yeah, we did, we did that one because that's the first codex oh, I yeah. ever had. So and it's so edgelordy. Oh, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> it's pretty great. What was it? Death is my meat. Terror, my wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's oh, like, my wife. <laughs> you can't be married terror. to terror. <laughs> but anyway, I can be married to terror. I mean, like Wib's doing it pretty well. 
Anyway, move on. Move on. Go watch the fucking episode instead of hearing us waffling about it. We worked really hard on it, goddamn y'all. It's long and difficult. Got a new camera so I can do fancy tricks. Ooh. We can record at 50 frames a second now and it's really fucking weird. And I'm only mildly confused as to how to use the camera. So it's it won't be perfect, but I'm getting there. I'm learning. You do, I'm really proud of you. You're doing really well. Um, but apart from that, I've actually been doing a little bit of painting and stuff. Uh, for you know, I, I tend to not get to paint models very often, or I don't mm. have the motivation yep. to. Know that feeling. Yeah. So, um, Bruh. I was quite happy actually. I've actually managed to get a couple of things, a couple of models finished, and I'm going to mention them solely because what they are amuses me. <laughs> so, I painted a space crusade orc. Yes, I know I still have an Imperial Knight to finish. Yes, I know <laughs> I have. He's actually got an Imperial Knight sat there <laughs> with know. one shoulder pad finished. <laughs> he hasn't even undercoated the whole fucking thing yet. Yep. The weapons are still needing an undercoat. Yep. And what is it? He buys a fucking, like, a handful of Space Crusade models from eBay, waits days for it to arrive, undercoats them... And paints an, a fucking Space Crusade orc up to his amazing painting quality. All the while the knight is sitting there with the muted horror watching. There's my half of Dark Imperium and and my half of Kill Team to paint as well. Oh God, mine too, but that's not the point. Um, I've painted one towel from my whole... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no, I meant the new Kill Team, not the oh, old one. Oh thank God. I still haven't done that. Yeah, you haven't done that either. So I don't, I don't know why you're saying thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the worst, but the, I'm afraid. The other thing I, I did was I actually finished a model that I started painting probably about five years ago. But it looks great. You oh, did really is, well. I finished painting a um, second edition chaplain for a, a new, a quote-unquote new chapter of Marines that I'm doing because basically I get so hung up on detail and stuff, it's one of the things that stops me painting so much because um, I kind of overanalyze and if it's not perfect I kind of go, I can't deal with it so I have to like, everything takes me ages because of that um, but I found a colour scheme that I actually painted up a squad of years and years ago of these silver marines, and I just never came up with a backstory. I just fancied like painting a squad in a different colour scheme, and so I made one up and just painted them. But the, the scheme is remarkably quick to do for me, so I'm like, okay, the models that we've got, we get, you know, we've got from um, Conquest. Because spoilers, we bought a shit ton of issues of of Conquest issue one because <laughs> it, it was, was two okay because there was yeah. a bunch of them left, and we're not jerks. Yeah, yeah. Um. We weren't just buying a shit ton of them to sell on eBay, like a scalper. No, we weren't um, scalping, we were just like, hee-hee, models are fun. So I'm going to paint them like this. So I wanted to finish off one of the models that I started of that, that I never got around to finishing, which was a chaplain, like a second edition chaplain. And I was just really impressed with past me, because not only had I like made a new arm for him, because he's one of the era where they'd have like one arm that wouldn't be attached, and it'd be a plastic arm. Um, and it'd look really awkward because it was like a really flat second edition ones, but I'd obviously lost that piece anyway. So I'd replaced it with a third edition arm, which is a little bit more dynamic. And I'd like rebuilt the gauntlet to make it match the other one. I'm like looking at it and going, wow, well done past me. Cause presently couldn't be asked <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, so I finished him. I mean, there'll probably be pictures up on Twitter by the time you hear this. So I was just kind of happy with myself and my next painting project 
um, is apart from the Primaris. Not not your not your uh, Imperial Knight. Not the Imperial Knight. Um, is is something possibly a little more special after uh, the Primaris are like a secondary thing. But I, I managed to get hold of a rogue trader dreadnought. <laughs> the goofy little ones. Now it's it, really goofy. If you've not seen them, go go, uh, go Google uh, rogue trader dreadnought. They're adorable little things. They're about the same height as a modern dreadnought, but they're a lot thinner. Um, and they come on a smaller base. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it as is because I kind of feel it's a shame to rip apart uh, an, a model that old. Or to modify it, I kind of want to just keep it as it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but the interesting thing is, is it's not. It's it's something where I can't actually run it as is because there's no model that has the same thing. Because it's basically two close combat weapons with two storm bolters, and the closest thing is a Furioso dreadnought. Yeah, I was thinking that. So it looks like my force is going to be Blood Angels, just by I'm that sorry. metric, and I'll just have to pretend. And I'll, if I ever play anyone with them, because I mean, I would imagine that. If I play with them against someone and I just pop down a dread that old, if they're a dickhead, they'll be like, "Oh, it's the wrong size." But or or if it's in a tournament situation, but I wouldn't run it in a tournament. No, um, that's that's definitely a funsy. Yeah, way. it's a funsy thing. Or they'll do what I would do, which is go, "Holy shit, that's a rogue trader dreadnought." Of course, you can fucking. Use it. That's great. <laughs> Please don't kill um, me with it. But I just have to say, it need one of these is a melter. It's okay. Like just. It counts as just don't worry about it. But that's my next actual thing to do. See, if you put down a can of Pepsi and was like, "This is a counts as dreadnought," I might have a problem. But if you go, just it has a melted. Can you just? <laughs> I think my reasoning of not wanting to chop up the we- or chop the weapon off the hand of a rogue trader thing. Yeah, I managed to get it for about half the price I normally go for as well. So that's yeah, that's the reason I got one because normally this this you can you can pick them up for about twenty five quid off eBay, which is, I mean, it's still cheaper than a modern dreadnought, but. There's not much to them, so mm, yeah. And it is an ancient model, so yeah, it's, it's a little piece of history. Though, yeah, isn't it? so I, I just wanted one of those. So I'll be painting that up. Uh, that I mean, who knows? Um, that'll probably be something that I'll do in between um, pulling my hair out, uh, finishing off Codex Compliant to try and relax. So I might have it done by the time you hear this. And if so, again, check out my Twitter because I'll post pictures of it. And if not, bully him. Yes, cyber bully him into posting <laughs> pictures of his dreadnought. <laughs> Be like, just at him, like, hey, snipe. Cyber bully me, daddy. Yeah, so it was like, hey, it's me, your daddy. Regardless of gender, because daddy is kind of, I I feel, can be a gender neutral term. But I mean, you know, personal preferences, you do whatever you want. It's like, and just be like, hey, it's so-and-so daddy. I demand that you finish that that Rogue Trader Dreadnought that you promised you were going to finish because I want to see you do good things and I know that you can. I love you. See, we have very different definitions of what someone bullying you go and, you know, you're calling them daddy is. Yeah. Mm. I like mine better. I'm going to move on now. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, I thought I was being really positive, but sure. It's fine. (laughs) So I've been playing more of The Surge. The Surge. I I just wanted to add something because my opinion has evolved slightly from the last time we spoke. What are your increased... Find findings. My increased findings. Yes. Um, well, I've I've done uh, the next kind of big chunk of the game, so I've been through what, ne- the next two areas, and I'm on to the third boss now. Uh, there's actually not as many bosses in it as you might think. It does seem a little lighter on them. And I will say that having beaten multiple of them, I do find the fact that I've not encountered a boss yet that's just a straight-up fight. They're all multi-stage, a little gimmicky things. 
I'm not the hugest fan of that because not uh, I think the second one was okay but the first and third one are just kind of annoying to fight yeah like they're not fun they're just annoying but the actual core game where you're fighting just the things in the area I actually have grown to actually really quite appreciate I found that the game has increased significantly by rather than using a big heavy weapon which is what I do in Dark Souls I, I, te- I quite like wielding great swords and things like that just go fast just get the, go the fast. Yeah, just just do what Sonic taught you in the nineties, and you got to go fast. Use a quick weapon, and you just tear people apart. It's great. And Long Fang in Monster Hunter refers to me as a blender. Yeah, basically, like, I have like the, the double daggers, and you literally just spin around, <laughs> and just chop up so many yeah. things. Um, because with a slow weapon, it can be quite difficult to deal with faster enemies. Um, but if you're also fast, that's not a problem. And the slower enemies, you just can't—they just can't deal with you yeah. at all. So it's win-win. It yeah, it's quite fun. Uh, the other thing is, I've got to give them credits because the actual level design. Once you get further into it, you realise it's fucking Demon Souls. Each area has one bonfire, effectively. Yeah. And it loops around itself, opening more and more bonfires. Even the original Dark Souls didn't do that so much, but because that was one big world, whereas this does have like instanced areas. You can't walk from one like area to the other. You take a train to get to them. So, so it's basically London. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and about as friendly. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's like Demon Souls. So each each area is like its own place, but it's yeah, like segmented in such a way that. You just keep unlocking shortcuts back to that first bonfire, mm. and as no, you, that is pretty much yeah, just exactly Demon Souls. Right? As you go, you get more and more and more, and like they even reuse certain areas. So, but then you get to go a different way. So, like, say, instead of going like working your way sort of like down, you're sort of going up hmm. or working on the other side of something. That's actually it's, really cool. From a level design perspective, it actually I'm genuinely impressed by what they've done because that sort of stuff is not easy. Yeah. To pull off and not make it kind of tedious. Um, they've actually done a really good job. Um, the only other thing I would like to mention about it is a quirk of the game. So, you know how in Dark Souls, if you run through an area, enemies keep aggro for so long that you, you're going to have them chasing you for some time. So you kind of have to know what you're doing with the areas to run through them for the yeah. most part. In the Surge, acquisition ranges are quite small and they don't chase you for very long. So if you get really frustrated with an area, like I did at some point in the second area, because I was low on health kits and I knew I was close to unlocking a shortcut, I I just had the gut feeling of it, but I was getting really bogged down enemies. I just fucking ran for (laughs) it. I just went and unlocked the shortcut and you can totally do that in this game. Beautiful. There are huge areas where you can just run through even if you've never been through them before. Just yeehaw. Yeah. Fucking scarper. It is totally a tactic that works in this game. So if you are playing it and you get a little frustrated with an area, that is an option. Of course, that can go very badly like it can in Dark Souls, but it's... (laughs) It's way more of a viable tactic than it is in a mainline like uh-huh. Souls game. Like number one tactic of Surge: run, <laughs> fucking run. Well, I was kind, of, I was kind of annoyed. So I, I noticed in the first area there's a thing that you can open if you have level if you have 55 core power, which is like the level that you have. 
Um, and I happened to be at level 50 in like an air, uh, you know, a couple of areas later. And I was like, I wonder what that is. So I, gr- so I spent like an hour grinding out the extra five levels <laughs> and went all the way back. And then just, and then all it did was on, give me some items that would upgrade a weapon that I can't make yet. Nice. So I was just like, oh, I was hoping it would be another area. Nope. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh. No. But still, um, I, I am, I am enjoying it. Uh, like I say, just the the I, the bosses are just a little bit. Uh, it's the only problem I really have with the game is that I don't particularly the enjoy the bosses. Uh. Yeah, like I, I beat the bosses because I want to get to the next area because I enjoy the the kind of general grind and exploration of the game. But yeah, and it's kind of you know it's, it's weird because I I enjoy Dark Souls bosses a lot more. Basically, mm. I guess is, yeah. is the thing because they. There are gimmicky bosses, but they are way less gimmicky. And they're not like, oh, once you've beaten this phase, then it goes into this phase, and then you have to do this and knock this part off, and then it becomes this phase, which there are Dark Souls bosses like that, as I say, but all of them have been like that so far, so it's a bit like, eh. But yeah, that's that's all I really have to say hmm. uh, for today. So, Snipe, what have you been doing? Ah, oh, so many things. But I'm going to condense it down to this list that makes it look like I've not been doing too much. Okay. <laughs> I've been playing more Pokemon Sun. Nice. Hmm? Thank you again, Shanus. Thank you very much. Um, I've been getting along there. I. It's hard coming back to it after all these years, because the last few Pokemon games I properly completed were red, blue, and yellow. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it's been a little while. And, like, in the old game... And games of that era, uh, games of that uh, that era, especially RPGs, you'd have to grind out a lot of levels before you go on, say, face the boss. That was just the way it was. Mm. You know, you like like a gym comes up, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm probably not going to be high enough. So you go and grind out, and then you just about scrape by. I so I I started this game out kind of like grinding and doing that, and you, you tend you tend to kind of like low key do that anyway because you're you're scouring for Pokemon to catch because you got to catch them all. Yeah, I mean grinding's kind of just a part of the yeah, no, kind of JRPG is. thing, which is what it kind of borrows a lot. But of the thing from. is, it's not adjusted for that. So like you like I was just like oh, I'll grind a little bit, but I'll then basically look for new Pokemon, catch a few. Build up, actually get a team of Pokemon together. And Are I'm, you saying it's balanced for Nuzlocke runs? No, I'm saying it's balanced <laughs> for people not doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so you're just powering through all the bosses? Yeah, no, no, I'm powering through everything to the point where it's actually it starts to get difficult to catch Pokemon because my Pokemon are just such a high level and <laughs> you get XP share like within the first hour, which is awesome. But Was that, that like a late game thing before? Uh, there was XP all. I think it, it was, took you quite a while to get. But yeah, no, you get it really, really early, which is like, that's such a relief. But at the same time, I'm, I'm hunting for Pokemon, and, and then everyone's getting loads of levels. And then like you, then you get to like, oh, like there's a random trainer fight. And it's like, oh, so-and-so sent out a Pokemon that's level 10, and you're like level 20. <laughs> and you're like, sorry. And then you just one-hit kill everything <laughs> they send out, and you're like, yeah, what can I do? But then there's the trials, which fuck you up. Because the trials are so... So there's like... It's not so much, you know, as a... As a uh, what's the word? Difficulty curve. It's not so much a difficulty curve. It's a difficulty cliff. Like, <laughs> it's literally, it's just like... It stops and then just shoots up into the fucking sky for 30 feet. 
that's what the trials are. So you'll be cruising like it's nothing. And then you'll get to one of the trials, which is like one of the big angry totem pokachus. And like what they do is they cast like oh like SP defense on them, which means that they have massive resistances to special attacks. Even if it's like a super effective and you're playing to type. So like I'm, I'm stuck on the fire one now, and so I send out my fucking uh what's her name? Her name is Medley, my slowpoke. <laughs> Medley. And I yeah, Medley. Oh. From like uh Oh, it's from Zelda. Yeah. It's it's because I as an old picture I drew. Um, that was me as a slowpoke going, hey guys, Ocarina of Time is a good game. Yeah, and um, I was like... So I kind of associate slowpoke with Zelda now for some reason. And I associate slowpokes with Wib because <laughs> he just really likes them. I like slowpokes. So I was like, I just called a slowpoke, what should I call her? And he was like, medley. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, they gate in other Pokemon and it's just really frustrating. And are those... They're really poorly designed. Are, are those mandatory fights? Yes. Okay. Those are mandatory. So they are just proper difficulty spikes, they are not just real optional difficult. challenges. Yeah, no, they are okay. massively difficult. And it's like, yeah, because... Maybe those are, you're supposed to consider those in the same place as what the old, like, big no, trainer battles No, they are. Be. They absolutely are. Mm. But this is the thing. You come out the other side of that, and then everything else is about level with you. Not in this game. So it's like, I'm coming, like, I'm, I'm coming up to, like, level 30. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm finding in the wild is still about 18. Uh. And I've just caught a Cubone, who is amazing, and I love him, and his name is Frank, because he's my darling little sweet <laughs> Cubone boy. And Alolan Marowaks are fucking awesome. And I'm like... Ugh. I mean, you can give Poke- like Pokemon things to hold, but it's still like really frustrating. So I'm going to have to go and level up for a bit to beat this thing, and then I'm going to come out on the other side to go towards my next trial... And I'm going to be way too powerful mm. for all the other Pokemon. Like, tra- It's really weird. Mm. Is this going to yeah. be one of those things where you're going to look at, look up online and there's like a trick? There's probably going to be a trick, <laughs> but I, I can't wait. There'll be like one really angry person in the comments going, Oh my god, I can't believe you're playing it wrong and you don't know immediately and instinctively how to do this like I did because I came out of my mother and just knew exactly how to play this game properly. Because there's always that one fucking asshole. <laughs> it's probably um, that there was, it's probably like there's something that was in the last game that you didn't play. Yeah, probably. Because like I say, the last few I like, did were the original ones and then yellow. <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Also, I went to the Game Freak office in Pokemon Sun. And people were like, hey, I, ma- I-, I made the game. I hope you enjoy it. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck, give me Pokeballs. <laughs> Stop making them so expensive. I- thank, you for letting me put- thank you for letting me pet my Pokemon. That's really cool. I, I like that mechanic. That's really cool. But yeah, no. So I'm just going to have to level up more. And I'm mm. really angry because I want to get an Umbreon. And it's just not happening. And I'm very cranky. I'll figure it out. I've <laughs> uh, been playing a bit more WoW, because mm. of course I have. Nice. Um, really been enjoying that. Just trying to unlock world quests right now, and it's just, oh, having so much fun. <laughs> getting back into roleplay as well. I've, I've joined a really small kind of cozy guild, and I'm getting to know those guys, and that's nice. See, I, ha- I, I have a social life outside of my vaguely small social life. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. But no, I've been really enjoying that still. That's really cool. Also played a new game. Yeah. Played it for this week's video, Prey. Yeah. Which is which is basically not Prey from Xbox days. 
Which yeah, is why it's good, really. It's completely unrelated to the old prey. Yeah. Because this is good and memorable. Yeah, it has it's basically System Shock 2, which is the furthest thing from a problem I can think of. I it's what it, I always think it's a very good sign when because I mean, it, you know, as you can probably tell from the videos we put out, we play them for about an hour or so. Yeah. And then we edit that down into something. So and first impression kind Yeah, of. so kind of a, like our videos are sort of like a first impressions thing, but the vast majority of games we probably won't ever play again after that first hour whereas when we play it for an hour and then just we, we have to stop because we're like no the video will be too long if we record for yeah, much longer exactly. as opposed to oh we've hit the time period yeah we've, we've hit an hour and a half okay let's call it a day but this was like oh I okay <laughs> I kind of want to play more kind of want to play more because it's just really cool it's really cool um I like I like the fact that you know I mean it's designed very well um I like what was it we said? Because it feels like it's taken a lot of inspiration from a bunch of different games. So you have like a lot of System Shock 2 things where it's you have a set inventory. It's kind of like, if you remember Deus Ex's inventory, it's like that, where everything has like... A, it, like This weapon takes up two cubes of your 30-cube inventory. It's like that, and you can upgrade yourself, and there's like three trees you can go through, which is like scientist, engineer, and security, and and of course, I, I want to be, I wanna, my favourite weapon is the wrench. <laughs> okay. Because it's just, yep. you can't, you can't fuck up a wrench, but you can fuck things up with a <laughs> wrench. And it's, oh, it's just, oh, and mimics, and phantoms, those are the two enemies I've encountered. And now the mild spoilers, and if you if you want to go into it completely blind, but I mean, so mimics are shock horror. They can just take the shape of other random objects lying about. So like you can startle one, and then it'll just pop off, and then it, you won't know where it is. And then there'll be two coffee mugs on the side, and you'll be like, or hmm. suddenly there'll be two chairs next to each other. Yeah, two, ch- and then you belt one of them, and it's a mimic, and it's like hmm. that's really fucking good because it makes you so paranoid. Because <laughs> like, I'll walk into a room and I'll just hold up my wrench, like, okay, okay, furniture. <laughs> Let's get one thing fucking straight. I've got the wrench. <laughs> like we we make a comparison in the video to it that it's basically like a horror version of that old prop hunt TF2 game type. I think it was an, a Gmod game type as well. Yeah, they did it's do a Gmod a version of it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and yeah, that's just it's just a really cool idea. Like, I, I so because it, it makes you it it basically sets you on edge all the time, and that's not in a kind of oh my god I'm going to get jump scared. It's just something in him might want to hurt me, and I don't know if that I don't know what it is. It could be that lamp, yeah. or that lamp right next to it. But who knows? <laughs> and I I. <sighs> I've heard that Prey is not as good the whole way through, mm. but that start that is start so is, strong. It's a very strong opening. Even though it gets spoiled in the video, I kind of don't even want to talk about like the yeah. plot things, because it's just interesting. It's just really cool. It is very cool. It also manages to be genuinely funny a couple of times as well, very like, when it's so. trying to be as well. Yeah. Like, so... No, I mean, I'm, I'm quite impressed with it. Cause I, I will be playing more of it, because it does have a great kind of horror kind of, um, like, atmosphere to it, because, yes, yeah, the whole, like, you know, mimics and phantoms I love. They are horrible, and they frighten me, but I, I like them. I don't some of them have just names? Like, I saw... I'm yeah, sure we, we saw one called Clive. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure we saw one called Clive. 
But yeah, and it's like, there's the, basically, it's the same kind of, like, look of a mimic, so it's black and squiggly. Eldritch horrors, basically. Yeah. And they kind of wander around, and they're humanoid shapes, and they just say fragments of sentences you know that they've overheard somewhere. Hmm. So, like, one of them was wandering around going, you know, yeah, one of these things will learn how to do this, and that'll be the end of us. I don't... Something like that, and you're like, what the fuck? I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're... It's because I think they're mutated people. That's why they have the names. That's even spookier! Oh, my heck. That's good. (laughs) But no, I like it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to play more of that. Hmm, yeah, no, it's very cool. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess we can get on to D&D now. We've got about... Got about... 46 hours to recall because it's been a while <laughs> yeah it has been a little while since we've recorded anything to do with the with the D&D um, stuff so well last we left our heroes we yes. defeated the displacer beasts which squiggle cats squiggle cats dubbed yeah. Them. yeah so I feel because this is actually there's a long chain of events there so is a of, long chain so, of events do you want to recall yeah so we after saving the town from a dragon, we went to a party, which was, and then it became Die Hard. Which was amazing. Because it got attacked by a bunch of bandits. One of them, we, we helped, you know, defeat the bandits, partially by me getting greased up. Yeah, long story. And one of them was, ca- one of the bandits was captured and was interrogated. It was the only one we left alive. Well, well, was left alive. You didn't leave anyone alive, but the mayor was being a badass <laughs> and she managed to knock someone down and knock him out. Well, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And this guy <laughs> gave us a location of where his his bosses were, which turned out to actually... After you, after you managed to fail multiple attempts at persuasion and then try and try and bribe him <laughs> yep um that's my that's me <laughs> it turned out that he was lying and just sent us to a cave full of displacer beasts so we were on the so where we uh, where we last and, left and, off and like barged through a fucking bridge that was being guarded by a drider oh yeah there was that as well drow. um but yeah so we came back somewhat pissed off after all of the horrors we just had to deal with for no reason yeah so we were all kind of like marching back to town like muttering angrily being like we're not mad we're just disappointed and furious we might we 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 might kill him we might kill him so we head back to town and we have hideous plans of what to do with this random bandit who'd been who directed us the wrong way like we're not going to do anything too bad because our alignment wouldn't allow it but we want to. We, we want to hurt him. So um, we decide that Johnny's like going to play a bunch of really bad music at him for which, hours. We thought that would be fun. Um, but yeah. when we get to the guardhouse, the mayor is there. And the mayor tells us that they've, they've done some stock tech and she's found out that they basically infiltrated and stole a book from the, the town hall where the, where the thing where the ball was held, and they die-harded us pretty difficultly. Mm. And that combined with a book that was stolen earlier in the, in the campaign from the library suggests that... There's a bunch of book thieves, and we're like, ah, oh, shit. And they're magical books of the different magical schools of magic. Magical book thieves. Yes, which there are eight, and two that we know of have been nicked. So we're like, ah, oh, shit. Guess we probably should get on that. And she's like, okay. And she gives us the name of a guy. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy might have some... Uh, some info for you on this book. His name is Andir. And we're all like, 
Oh, we know. Okay. Yeah, he's new. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, for those of you who will remember, we infiltrated a collector's house and just stole something from him. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was a book. And there was some sort of statuey thing, I think. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, that was it. It was a statue for Talus's like, childhood friend. Because um, that's where we fought the um, spectator. Yes. Who was guarding the room. 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 So we've now got to go and play nice with the guy he who we stole from. He doesn't know, as far as we're aware, that we were the ones who broke in and stole something from him. So we're like, oh, that'll be fine. That's that's fine. So we go home and uh, get very drunk. We go back to the inn and Johnny plaits Nathan's hair to a banister. Well, after he's passed out. <laughs> this is not important to the it's plot not important. at all, this is just it needs to be mentioned. He, he got drunk and Nathan passed out on the stairs, so Johnny decided to plait his hair to a banister because he's a jerk. So the next morning we decide to go see Andy, and we're a little bit nervous. Not really. I'm fine, but everyone else is really nervous. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in, and he... It's like he's this big, scary, kind of older guy who's like obviously... He could kill us or have us killed if he wanted to, and we're all like, we're trying to not think about that. So he, he's like, yes, you see, had a little bit of a lapse in security, you know. And we're like, oh, really? Oh, no, that's really bad. And Talis says something really dumb, like, we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, I can't remember what he said, but it was ridiculous. Talis is like, well, I mean, if we were to break in here, which we didn't that night that you got broken into, we wouldn't do it because it's bad and wrong. And we all had to roll fucking, like, deception, which was terrifying. And I don't think any of you rolled above about a seven or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, we're fucked. We're dead. But you don't know the consequences of that yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. However... Um, Andir does know something, or at least he says he knows something that could help us figure out what's going on with these books being stolen. But But he he, wants a little quid pro quo. He will only tell us for a price, and that is that we have to go to a dungeon somewhere and get a sword that's in the dungeon. And we agree, you know, he seems shady and he might try and kill us, but... I mean, he's... He's probably going to try and kill us, let's we, be honest. But we need the information, because if these magic books are going missing, then we sort of need to know what's going on there. Yeah. So... Yeah, and you've made the connection, yeah, because you, you found out the, pre, the the first book that was gone, you found out it was something to do with this so-called Brotherhood Yes, the Brotherhood are uh, uh, licking um, off with all these magic books. And yeah, which... Amdir tends to know about people who are looking for items, because that's what he does. He's a collector of various magical and valuable items. So he's got, like, contacts and knows if someone's going to be looking for stuff, he might know, you know, who's asking around and that sort of thing. Yeah, he's also shady as fuck and he's probably going to kill us, but, you know. <laughs> um, okay, anyone? Just, if you haven't played D&D, any time a DM laughs, be afraid. Even if they're not DMing right now, be afraid. <laughs> but, yeah, so we uh, we get ourselves ready to go out and uh, and go to where the uh, the dungeon that we've been instructed to go to is. We go to a potion shop and meet a, uh, a wonderful... A gnomish lady called Fondu, who we've all fallen in love with and slash are uh, terrified of. Uh, she sells me a potion of growth. I, I think I literally wrote down... Uh... <laughs> Fondue offers Johnny a potion of growth. Nathan laughs for about ten minutes. 
Well, was the, she says something to the effect of like, "Haven't you want? Don't you want to be big or something?" No, she was like, "Hey, do you fancy growing a bit?" Or so it was really dodgy the way she said it, and it was just the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. So I literally held up the game laughing because I just could not stop laughing. But um... and I was doing it in character as well. And then they started having this big conversation how they like being short because then your your teeth are at groin height, so people stop laughing at you, and yep. then I stop laughing. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not as funny. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we leave. We, we leave town, and we go to a tower that was actually next to something we encountered earlier, where we got attacked by bandits on the road. Many, yeah. many sessions back. Tried to convince them that we were the, uh, the, the like, bandit from police. The union. <laughs> yeah, we were from the union, and they weren't being. <laughs> yeah. uh, they weren't operating with it. That did not fucking work. <laughs> but there was a tower next to that, and we... An old um, broken up one. An yeah. old broken up tower, and we, we go looking around there, and we find a trapdoor. And so... And I know what you're thinking, don't you open that trapdoor, because there's something down there, but that's literally why you should open that trapdoor, because there might be loot down there. <laughs> so, we head on down, um, go through some, some little corridors, and end up in a room that has a strange... Orb. It's like a red, opaque, glowing orb in the middle, and that's like the most obvious and dangerous thing. So we're like, well, we got to poke it. <laughs> so like, Sora casts like detect magic. She's having a look around, and she's like, well, it looks like there's an outline of a door there, but we obviously there's no door there that we can see. So it's like, okay, so maybe that's the doorbell. So I hit it. I, I touch. I, I'm like, okay, everyone. I'm not just. I didn't just do it out the blue. I was like, okay. I'm going to press the, bu- press the doorbell, the big red orb. <laughs> Everyone get ready. And I press the thing. And then this big fucking, like, this, all this, like, fucking pitch black smoke billows out. And kind of, like, forms into this, like, humanoid, furious, demonic kind of shape. And it's just like, you, you are not welcome here. And at that point, I turn around and start hammering the orb again. Hoping that that will turn off whatever's happening. Just turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. No, 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 I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. Um, the thing, this this huge demonic thing, uh, turns around and says, you are not welcome here. Yep. And combat begins. Oh, it says that telepathically, I forgot to, I forgot to mention. Because, <laughs> you know, as if it wasn't terrifying enough. So combat starts, um, and... Trying to fling in spells at this thing, and it's not like my fire belt, my fireballs are not really doing anything to it. They're not doing much to it, and it's like, oh shit. Then, then a shade start, just fizzles up beside Talus, and we're like, oh no, it's gating in Shadow Boys, <laughs> and we we managed to take all them down. As that was the most aggressive doorbell any of us had ever rung. <laughs> yeah, what what enemy are they actually? Uh, the main guy was a shadow demon. And then the mm. other two that appeared were shadows. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who's interested in looking them up or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they were like they did. They beat us up, beat us around a bit, but not too much. No, we we had um, a bit of a rest because they did they did kind of hammer us a little bit. Well, they got because they managed to like I I think it was like one of the ones where I didn't really have much happen to me, but no, you were bad. You weren't even hit. I don't think. Um. Whereas, yeah, I think Sora and. Well, it was either you or Talus. I, I took I took some serious. You, um, yeah, the shadow some... demon was going after Nathan, and then Talus and Sora on the two edges of the building of the room, which has happened to be the dark bits where these shadows appear from. And with when a shadow attacks you, it does damage, but it also like drains your strength or drains yeah. one of your abilities. 
It, 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 mm. Yeah, it did. And we, we all start freaking out. Yeah, it was strange. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hope this isn't permanent. But yeah, so that that's a thing. Yeah. Um. So we have a short rest because holy hell. Spend some healing surges because holy hell. And like, Sora's complaining about Talos' sandwiches, <laughs> apparently. I've just written that. I don't know why. I think she was just like really like, ragging on them. It's like, fuck Talos' sandwiches. But so yeah, bad. once, once the, uh, the demon is killed, then the door opens and yeah. we go into the next room. Which is an, a really interesting one, and like it's really cool. It's like this big, like because the tech magic's still working. So Sora's like the floor's glowing, and oh, there's a lot of magic here. And there's all of these panels on the ground. There's like three panels across, and there's like uh, I think seven, seven deep. Yeah, seven yeah. deep, and they're obvious... some of them are raised, some of them aren't. It's like obviously there's like you press it on the step on the wrong one, it's probably gonna like I don't know, kill us all instantly or something. So and like. In and you know, there's another door, like magical door, at the end that's yeah. that's closed. And in the corner, there's some like runes marked yeah. on the wall. Some, some it? crude it's like, runes. It's like it, like because the orc language uses dwarven script. Yeah. So it's basically orcish, like just like scratched into the wall on the bottom mm. corner, and we're like, huh. But you were meant to know it was orcish. <laughs> this is this no, is no, how we, you got this, this is how you got around it. This is the thing. Okay, so we're all looking at these runes, going, huh. So that must that must like correlate to like like what we're doing. Sora comes up and goes, "That's Orkish," and it means left, left, right, right. Yeah. Well, because what? So what was meant to happen in this fight? So just to fill you in. So yeah, it was like, I can't remember what the code was, but it was like L L R R Z R. Yeah, something like that. So you're meant to think in in so in dwarvish script. So you so Johnny's meant to see that, or someone's meant to see it and bring Johnny over. And he'll see, uh, and he'll make the connection. L L R. Okay, Zed's a bit weird, but we'll try left, left, right, right. So that was what you were meant to do. But Sarah notices it. I said, "Oh, just out of interest, what language do you speak?" Just under the pretense of who can speak Orkish, uh, d- yeah. uh, Dwarvish. Sorry, sorry, Dwarven. But Sarah says, "Oh, I speak Orkish." And the point was that yeah, there was a bit of like Orkish <laughs> graffiti in the first room, and I made a role intelligence check, and she rolled really high in it. So I said she made the connection between that, and then. Yeah, she could see the, the orcish words. I can't remember exactly what it said, but basically, R it said was... lock, lock, rock, rock, zug. Yeah, and uh, lock, so lock zug. was left, so L was left. So you wouldn't the first two right, and that when you thought it was dwarvish, you were going to go left, left, and that would have been right. So you would have, oh, we've sorted this. But then the next, when the next one was R, you thought it was right. Press R, and then it goes horribly wrong mm-hmm. um, because R is actually orcish for the middle one. Or so, so yeah. that was the, the that center. was the idea before you yeah. managed <laughs> no. to. And then what would have happened is when you when you got it wrong, it was I had a random table of I was going to roll a d twenty, and it was either going to be depending on the roll of that, it was either going to be a random amount of imps, a random amount of something more powerful, or a even more powerful thing if I rolled a twenty. <laughs> and then it would have got really fun because while you were fighting, if you were stood on a square with one of the things. <laughs> If you got hit, I would have had to make you like a, make a deck save, and if you failed that, you accidentally stumble onto a thing which summons more of them, and it would have it would have <laughs> you escalated. Mean me, the king of fucking up deck saves. Oh, you sinister! And it would have been really, it would have been really funny, and it would have escalated really quickly. <laughs> you bastards avoided the whole thing. Oh, I see how it is now, though. <laughs> to be fair, it's probably good that that didn't happen because. After we obviously cheesed out this room somewhat fierce, we, just, we literally just went. Did it? There we go. Done. done. 
fucking it was nothing I was just I, I just went okay so Sora what does it say okay so I went you know left left centre centre right right or whatever it was right and, left right yeah and just just went over the whole thing like straight away and then opened the door and it was like hey cool yeah that's fine and then we just let's walk in so we we leave we leave the magic puzzle room that was rendered completely moot by Sarah just going I guess I'll get I'll speak Orkish that's fine because <laughs> she's amazing and sorry drawing that don't be angry <laughs> no no and no it's fine up, it's fine we come up to a corridor that has like that kind of spirals off into two I, different I had forgotten about the second room you forgot about the second mm, room yeah. yeah yeah you tried to forget oh and on, on the on the way to the second room where Johnny stumbles over a trap. Oh, oh, does yes. he? Yeah. Yes, I. Oh shit! Let me check my notes. One sec. Oh, it's only a quick one, so I can fill you in on this one. Oh yeah, but... no, no. I... So yeah, Johnny's I walking it. down the cor- a corridor. There's like a thirty foot corridor, and then at the end, you can see it splits left and right, and then spirals down stairs. Like a spiral kind of staircase. Um, yeah. Johnny's wandering down this thirty odd foot dark corridor, not checking for traps, and stumbles straight into a trap. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> there's a small magic glyph about two foot off the floor on either side of the corridor, slightly glowing, but like very, you would have had to get like do a check for it. You wouldn't, you couldn't just see it. Um, and yeah, basically, it was a tripwire which he hit, or a magic tripwire, and gets electrocuted. Which the funny bit of that is then him proceeding down the rest of the corridor on hands and knees, checking yeah, the side of the. What? He literally immediately throws himself to the floor and starts just like belly crawling all the way to the end of the fucking corridor and we're just all walking behind him like, okay. <laughs> like, we're all fine. I had to make sure. <laughs> but yeah, we choose the left corridor to go down first. So we, we go down. Because and... there's footsteps going in and out of the left and there was just, they were yeah, just whereas, going in on the right. Yeah, so we're like, let's check the left door. So we go down. Johnny first. Talus first, Johnny behind, and we're like, yeah. We get to this big kind of like room, and it doesn't seem to have really anything in it. Like, like detect magic is just coming up with sconces. So, long story short, we spend like fifteen minutes fucking around and checking for traps and being really cautious of this chest at the end. Yeah, it's a bright room with a chest right in the middle of it. Yeah, and we're like, hmm, this is like the stereotypical. You're gonna get murdered if you go near that chest, or it's especially a or something. considering that every other room has been just nonsense. Yeah. At this point. So yeah. Long story short, we we cut through and we're like we're checking traps. We're like, okay, oh, we, we get around. And I'm like, I'm standing in the doorway because I'm just staying there, being like, something's gonna fuck up. Something's gonna fuck up. And I'm like, Johnny, open it, facing outwards. So get behind it and open it. Because then what if you open it up and it's going to be like a bunch of fucking teeth? It's, like, it's going to be an explosion. Just fucking open it outwards. It's going to be one of the trap chests from Dark Souls 2. Yeah. So he does. And nothing happens. And we're all like, okay, who's going to look inside? So yeah, Johnny Johnny pops his head over. And it's empty, but for a little a, a little thing at the bottom, which Drummer Matt described as, and I quote, a little small sausage. <laughs> it, was an, it was a poop. There was just a small... There was like a mummified orc poop at the bottom of this. <laughs> that was what we found. Yep. Or... The treasure of this dungeon was a poo. It, it, was, a, it was an orc poop. Or more, more accurately, the treasure of the dungeon was taken by orcs at some point. Yeah. And this was their idea of a joke. Yeah, because orcs. <laughs> because... In fairness, two, two orcs, that was basically Oscar Wilde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. But yeah, so we're like, oh, fuck this. Okay, so let's go <laughs> up... Fuck this dungeon in general. Fuck this dungeon in general, it's dumb. <laughs> the drama matter was not dumb it's just orcs are dumb and that made us angry <laughs> so, 
please don't hurt me next time. <laughs> I think you've hurt me enough. So we go around, uh, we decide to go into the next one. You know, we're, we're a little bit less kind of bothered this time, seeing as there was a poop in the other box. And we get down to the bottom of this, and it's this big fucking room with a fucking angel in it. There's a fucking angel holding the sword we want. And we're like, I mean, shit. That's a... Uh, I guess we're killing an angel today. I guess we're killing an angel. I'm like, he, this guy looks really fucking ragged. This guy has obviously been through a good few fights, and there's, like, bones everywhere. So not many people have been that successful, probably. I mean, he still has his sword. So we get down there, and before, like, anything, he's just like, yeah, no, fuck you, I'm, I'm gonna fight you. So we're like, okay, that's, well, okay. that's I guess fine. that's happening. Combat begins. Yeah, combat begins. You know, Johnny pops his rage. We all get into position, flinging spells and whatnot. So you know, like, it's it's a it's a bit of a tough fight. This guy's pretty immense. I mean, he's not too bad, but he's, we roll pretty well. We roll, we roll really well. It could have been a really difficult fight. Yeah, you took him down. Yeah, relatively easily, actually, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I did a couple of really good rolls. I was quite proud of, and you know, we did, we did well. Um, does take a few hits on Talus as he, well. Yeah. So, like, um, um for, for you know, just to kind of help you with the positioning. So Sora and I are basically where the stairs are because so we casters back at casters the back. at the back of the line, you know. Um, Johnny is at the left, and on the opposite side is Talus, so they get flanking bonuses. So they're just, like, smacking him back and forth. Now, it should be noted that as this guy starts getting weaker, at some point, um, Matt asked me to roll a wisdom saving throw. We're like, oh shit, he's got some weird brain powers! That I fail on. Now, there's been hints throughout previous, um, sessions... That there is something going off between with Johnny um, to do with uh, uh, centered around his axe that he picked up, his fancy axe picked up and doesn't want to put down again, and doesn't want to put down again. And actively now, has to try and roll to put it down. I knew what I was rolling for, and I was like, um, whilst this fight was going off, I was sitting there checking the entry for the yeah, weapon. Yeah, that made me nervous sitting next to him, and he's just sitting there on his phone like. Mm. Okay. Double checking what's going to happen and then gradually the reality sinking in of what's about to happen and going, oh god. So, for, like, I'm going to actually not ruin it for you. This is how it went down. Johnny takes a wisdom save. Johnny fails his wisdom save. We're all like, huh, that's weird. Johnny basically lets out this massive berserker howl and just fucking beheads the angel. Just fucking, like, he, he was basically like on his last legs anyway. He took the kill. And we're like, fuck yeah, that's great. Johnny looks up, looks over at Talus, and just raises his fucking axe again. And fucking swings at her. Yeah, because I was close enough and had an attack left. So... So yeah, you just try and behead Talus. I mean, luckily, she's she's really quick. She's she's a rogue. (laughs) So she managed to use her uncanny dodge. Yeah. Uh, to take half damage. Yeah, she took half damage. But the thing is, like, Johnny is so strong. He could... Well, I mean, with us, us casters, if he rolled well with me, at least, he could kill me in one hit. Yeah, so just to let people know exactly what's going on here, I had... Uh, the axe I had is the axe of the berserker. If you fail a wisdom saving throw, you basically have to keep attacking whatever creature is near you... That you can hear or see. That you can hear or see even if it's friendly, yeah. until you're either knocked out 
or Everyone well, actually no it's dead. not even until you're knocked out there's like other rules around that but it's that's basically, it's basically it's until an, there's no one yeah, there until you start a turn where you can't see or hear anyone within 60 yeah. foot or something yeah Yeah. so, so if you're knocked all... out and you have a turn when you're knocked out that ends it yeah or but if someone if, like instantly revives you yeah people run away yeah if we run away really good but the thing is johnny has like he shares max speed with talus of 35 feet <laughs> sora and i at like 20 uh, like like 30 yeah so we are not outrunning <laughs> i mean talus maybe she might be able to keep pace with him i mean yeah i mean if you knew exactly what that was the end condition that's the thing yeah we didn't know that you could have run away and then used your dash to get away and then maybe started more than that far away and it might have been possible if you knew exactly what you had to do which you had which no idea didn't. but i'm the only one that knew you, the mechanics and, of what and, was going and i wasn't going to say anything yeah. no yeah. of course not so we like we're like oh shit and like and yeah suffice to say this attack on Talis not takes her down, right? Yeah, basically. Oh, like, no, she, she uncanny gets out, dodge. Yeah, she gets out the first one due to uncanny dodge. Yeah, so she, but she's but she's wounded. But she's she's, wo- she's you fucked her up. Yeah, she's she's already pretty bad. And then um, so you start hurling. All... I'm just like fuck this, and I start just like unloading on you because I'm like get the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, like in fairness, it's a fair thing because I have a lot of life. Yeah, the thing and is, we I'm could we could difficult... pelt you and. You would not feel much of yeah, it, so that's I, why we just went all out because we needed to. And I do not take much damage from anything but magic. Yeah, like, magic's really the only thing that can kill me quickly. Yeah, because of that uh, was kind of what, well, not kill you, but we wanted to knock yeah. you out because we were shouting at you and you just weren't responding. So it's like okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Sora's still got a couple of her meteors left, and she basically nukes you from orbit. Yeah. And like just because like you down Talus and you turn around and you bolt towards us, so Sora having a couple of meteors left basically nukes you from orbit mm. because you you get up to us where that that's a TPK. It could very easily that could very TPK, easily yeah. be a TPK. Well, I mean, I'd still be alive, but there's a very What's heavy. The, the, okay, uh, hi, I'm looking for another adventuring party. What happened to your last? Yeah, one? awkward yeah. question. <laughs> no, 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 no. The point is, is that. I would have survived, and then I would have cooled off, and then, I mean, it would have, in the time it would have taken to revive and stabilise all three of you, it's quite possible one of you could have died. Quite possible? Very possible. Yeah, so it's it's not really a point you want, because yeah, this was the point, because I I was reading, when I was reading the rules, I was like, this could go really badly, because... Talus is the only other character who has any ability to take physical damage. Yeah. And even then, and even then a, not too much. They're a rogue, so it wasn't going to be much. Mm. Suffice to say, second turn, I just eviscerate her. Yeah, you just basically belt her so hard she's down instantly. Um, and then I run towards Sora. Sora and I, because I think I'm behind Sora, because yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm a step above her on the stairs, firing over her head. Um, and I take a swipe Because you're Sora. so brave. <laughs> I'm not brave. I just if everyone gets down, I want to be the one in the position to run for help. <laughs> so I take a swipe at Sora, take off most of her health in one hit. Yeah. Um fortunately when Sora and Nathan's turn rolls around, you guys were able to We we went nuts at you. Yeah, threw everything at me and were fortunately just able to take me just, down. We just managed to KO Johnny. And that was terrifying. So like, immediately I run over to Talus because she's already had a death saving. Like, because you roll three 
death saving throws and like she I think she'd passed one of her three. Yeah. But we weren't gonna take any chances. So I, I basically run over because like my um my patron is the undying, so I just get spare the dying. So I, I stabilize her and Sora basically takes over. I go over to Johnny and I'm like the fuck is happening? <laughs> So I'm not taking any chances. So I take out my pack and I t- I fucking hog tie him. You d- you do stabilize me first. I stabilize him. No, no. I I hog tie you. Then I stabilize. I don't. Him. I don't think you do because I was on. I I had like I was like multiple saving throws down. No, no, no. There was literally the last one. It was like I hog tied you because we were still in initiative order. Mm. And then you had like I had one more turn before your last one. So yeah, I mm. hog tied you first because I was like I don't want him to be stabilized because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Because if he's stabilized, maybe he could just pop up and kill me. Oh, yeah. That's why I did it in that order. Okay, okay. And I, t- I, I, I hogtie Johnny. <laughs> and, like, Sora gives Talos a, a potion and she wakes up. She's still in, we're still in kind of a bit of a bad way and Sora has a potion herself. And I'm like, Talos, I know you've just gotten up from being axed to fuck. Could you come check these, these ropes for me? And she comes and checks them and, yeah, they, they seem fine. And I'm like, we're, we're sitting there looking, just looking at him, like, what the fuck do we do now? So, I mean, I'm kind of like, okay, this, I, I blindfold him just because. We take the sword and we're like, okay, we got to get him back to town. Let's take him to a church. But no, is he possessed? Like, we don't know. So we're like, shit. So we use Sora's stave to, like, basically, like, carry him back on the hog tie. <laughs> and we're, like, wandering around. And, like, he wakes up, like, just as we're on, like, maybe, like, 40 minutes from town. He's like, he will. He <laughs> I'm like, is everyone okay? And we're like, okay. Are you, you friends now? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Basically, I, I'm like, where is the axe? Because it needs to go. And I think I had to pass, like, a wisdom save in order to even get that far. Mm. Yeah. Because it still had quite a hold on you. Um, Because... Johnny knows what's going on with the axe. Like, he he kind of gets it. He, and he's like, I I am not in control of myself when I'm using that thing. I, I need it gone. I can't be hurting my friends. Yeah. Um, so, like, Talos and I start kind of conversing telepathically, being like, we can't... I want to keep him tied up, but maybe he can walk on his own. But maybe keep him blindfolded. So we're kind of working it out, like, what can we do? So we decide what we're going to do is go back to the guard house because uh, we're quite friendly with the guards. And we talk to we talk to the guy there and we're like, could we like put Johnny in a cell? And he's kind of like watching us kind of bring him in. And he's like, what is going on? And Johnny just turns around in a really innocent voice and goes, I'm a danger to myself and everyone around me. <laughs> and, and I'm like, he is. Could we pop him in here for a while? Just like, you know, we'll pay for his meals or whatever. We just need somewhere to keep him. And the guy's like, um okay yeah sure you know that's fine so we go and we go and pop pop him in and he's like i'm really sorry it was actually really heartbreaking how upset johnny was i was not very happy at hurting all my friends he wasn't happy so we we put in there we untie him we take his uh take his blindfold off and he he doesn't kill us so we're happy (laughs) we we untie him and we're like okay well we'll go and see what we can do and he's he's like where's the axe and we're like we're not telling you no no offense but there's no way in hell we're telling you and he's like okay (laughs) 
okay, that's fine. Can I have a sandwich? And like we were like, yeah. So we organized for him to get food and everything, and then we we leave and we're like, okay, let's go to like one of the local churches and get this thing like decursed, like see <laughs> if it's cursed or anything. And so so we go there. I wait outside because Talus literally turns around to me and is like, are you all right in churches? Are you going to set fire? Are you going to combust? And I'm like, you are a walk. Uh, Okay, don't say that so loudly. <laughs> but yeah, like, because, you know, Nathan being a blood magic user, he's like, hey, you're right, I should probably stay <laughs> outside. So she goes in and she's like, she asks the, the priest there, and it's like, so, like, I want, I've got the sword, I've got this axe, and I'm worrying that maybe it's cursed and it's, it's, hurt, it's made my friend hurt us. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, we can, we can either. Like, we can break the curse from the person, which will cost you, like, 90 gold, or we can just remove all the magic from the item and the curse for 500, and we're like... Probably. Yeah, probably. And she's like, shit, that's a lot for probably. I'm very poor. Which, we're not. We're pretty fucking minted, actually. We got, like, three grand from the room with the angel. Yeah. Just in Killing angels pays, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Yeah. So, like, she comes out, basically she's under the guise of discussing it with me and getting money from me, and she just tells me what's going on. I'm like, yeah, no, that thing, that axe needs to die. So we pay pay the money, and we, we leave, and we just get drunk because we're, like, feeling really horrible, and we send, we send like, some beer. We send, like, a, uh, a barrel of ale, because we had a big fucking... A far too long conversation about how much ale is in a keg. Yeah, so we sent like a keg over of ale to the guardhouse for Johnny and everyone there because we're just nice. An important, like an important point is that the um, decursing will take a day. It takes like an entire day um, because it's a big job. So we're like, okay, got to kill time for a while. Because I'm still in, in jail. I have um, started writing a song about my experiences because I thought I am an entertainer. Because we do visit Johnny after we go to the church and basically take his loot L-U-T-E in, and they're like, there you go, and we told them what's going on, we said, we'll be back tomorrow, Arvo, to, to pick you up, and if, if the curse is lifted, and then we go, and then we send everything. So I'm I'm basically in jail, writing my magnum opus, you guys are getting quite sozzled. Um, yeah. Next day, you guys go in, and the axe is free of curse. Yeah, he's like, and, oh, it's completely free. It was tricky, but we managed it. And on Johnny's request of the, just not wanting anything to do with it. We, we go and we hang around the docks and we see if we can hawk it to someone who's actually leaving port, which we do for 10 gold. Uh, because it's completely benign now. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's, curse is gone. Because by removing, like, basically the curse thing, it removes everything magical about it. So we were like, hey, do you want to just a nice looking axe? And this guy buys it and takes it out. And then we're like, okay, we can go free Johnny now. Um, and I have, by this point, I have finished my song and I have declared it to be my magnum opus, my greatest work, which I have referred to it as Wood Elfian Rhapsody. <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> Um, anyway, we have a bit of a, a bit of a discussion. I um, I give it, give everyone hugs because I didn't want to hurt anyone. That was that was weird. And we go we go to a shop and buy myself a fancy new warhammer as a replacement. Yeah, Sora Sora's like being a nerd at this point. And ah yes, she was. Sarah was quite tired. Pregnancy so. sleepiness. So so her yeah. her character was sleeping at this point. Yeah, her character was like sleeping in, at home doing books. Um. But anyway, at this point, we level up and... Level six. Get to le- we all, we're all level six, and everyone, you know, does does all that stuff. And um, 
manages to, whilst rolling for HP increases, <laughs> three of the four people all roll a one. Yes, I did. Because, um, <laughs> of course, I rolled a one. <laughs> which is not ideal. No. But I decided to do something differently. So I, at the start, was tempted to multi-class into Bard. Not because it would be efficient, but because that would be fun to have a Bardbarian. Because roleplay-wise, it makes sense for your yeah, character. even if it's not a particularly good one. But yeah. the whole thing of me writing my magnum opus while under emotional trauma and levelling up at the same time, I was like, ooh, that would be tempting, but I was like one stat short. You were one point short on your charisma. You need 13 charisma. Yeah, and I only have 12. But I, I mentioned it to you, Matt, and you were like thematically like this would be this a makes perfect... so much sense like <laughs> it makes it's too perfect because yeah. you have written because like my character is not a, you know is role effectively in roleplay terms is sort of a bard but mechanically isn't because they're a barbarian they, I just had like this wild man who just happens he's just a punk rock like barbarian <laughs> um but you you said no you can take it because it thematically works really well it just um, means you'll just be a bit shit I'll just be a bit shit at it so I was like, okay, so yeah, I have now multiclassed into bards, and I've taken um, spells that are largely to help people, to heal people. I I, I, ro- I sort of like went full role play with like what things I was taking as well, like so my powers have manifested in ways that are to be contrary to what happened, as to rather than to hurt my friends, I'm going to help them, um, and also for reasons that you'll soon see, I took. Thundershock, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, which can knock people back. But there's a reason for that, which um, you which you might have worked out already. Um, but anyway, um, technically that hasn't manifested yet, and we start talking about what we're going to do with the sword. Because this guy who we're giving it back to is shady as absolute fuck. Yeah, so it's like, we don't know what this sword does. It's obviously magical, but we honestly cannot pin down. We, we, we don't know what it does. So we're like, so do we not give it to him? Do we pretend that we didn't find anything? And Nathan, having dealt with some shady people previously from experience, is like, we can't. We have to give him the sword. But we maybe can... Maybe we can cheese it a little bit. Because we're not told it's a magic sword. We're just told he's, he wants a we're sword from there. just told that he wants a sword. So we're like, you didn't yeah. tell us to... He, d- he, said, he said to help with his de- with his defence issues, but he didn't give yeah. any more insight. Yeah, that. exactly. So he didn't say, get, go get this magical sword that I want. Yeah. So, you know, we only know what we're told. We don't know that this is a magic sword. So we, we decide that what we're going to do is take it back to the priest who decursed Johnny's axe and ask him to identify the magical item. So we go there. I wait outside again. So, <laughs> uh, and Talus, Talus, and because uh, so, Johnny carries it sideways because it's a big sword the whole way. So that's a comedy yeah. of errors in and of itself. They get in there and the guy's like, okay, I'll go have a look. And he, he kind of has like uh, a moment where he's, he's like commuting with whatever. And being all spooky and cool. And he's like, okay, so, um, this weapon isn't a good weapon. Because it's, what it, what it does is means that if you are, if you are attuned to this magical weapon, you can basically enslave people. And considering how dodgy the guy is, this seems like a bad thing to give this him. This seems like a horrific thing. And the, like, the priest is, he's obviously really like, quite like, 
not okay with this weapon existing. <laughs> He's like, this is a bad thing. We don't... Yeah. Uh, be careful with this. So everyone comes out and tells me what's going on, and I'm like... And we all agree as a group, like, we need to we need to remove all the magic from this, because we cannot have someone like that with a sword like this. So we like we go back in, and the guy's like, okay, that's a good, that's a very good choice you've made. I would be very happy to do that, um, but we still have resources. How about half price? Mm. So we're like, take it, that's fine. That's absolutely fine, we yeah. don't care. Um, and we, obviously this takes a day This again. takes a day, so, so we, we go of off and I... Longer. I had requested to put on a gig that night because I wanted to play my magnum opus, which is, you know, my, my new thing, my Wood Elfian Rhapsody. Um, and because I've been preparing for this so much, I, I, I roll for my performance because we're back at the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said, you know, um, I, I like, I'm, I'm going to sit, it's going to be a solo performance. I want my friends to sit at the front because this is to them. This is to them. Um, and I, I roll for my performance, and I've got advantage, and, and because of that, I managed to roll a nat twenty. <laughs> so I put on what is literally the best performance of my life with a song that opens on the lines of "Grandma, I just killed an elf, put my great axe to her head, swung my weapon, now she's dead." <laughs> Which is what happened with Talos. Which is what happened? <laughs> um, because she's in the, she's kind of like drinking, like oh, because like, out of still char- feeling the pain. Because <laughs> out of character, of course, I had a long time whilst I was hogtied to think up lyrics to this. Yeah. Um. So I put on this performance, and you know, uh, there's a whole part of thunderbolts and lightning. So that's why I've got the lightning spell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I put on the best gig of my career. Like we um, couldn't have planned the whole thing any better, to be honest. Like, it was perfect. It was just yeah. falling into alignment for you, for then perfect yeah. time for you to take up bar. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so put on this 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 great gig, in, and you know, and I only have a couple of beers. Nathan, Nathan actually stays remarkably sober because you're nervous about the fact that oh tomorrow goodness. we are going to have to go and try and um, blag giving what a guy is expecting to be a magical sword to him, and only getting a regular sword. Because the next morning we do go and we find, yes, the magic has been removed. And and now we've literally left it at the part where we have to go and take it to him. And it's... So, fingers crossed Amdir doesn't fucking kill us all, because yeah. he could easily do that. On the bright side, I now have healing spells because my bardic powers manifested during the gig. Yeah, and it was really cool. Um, but yeah, that was... That was the D and D stuff. That took a while. That to took a while. Explain. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot. That, lots of little things that went on, despite like it not being like in terms of sessions actually that long. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was um, mm. a lot of little things. It to was, explain. but I mean, like, hopefully we'll be playing more soonish, and it, we, yeah. we won't have it built up as much. Yeah. But yeah, no. So that's where we are, and we're all quite nervous. <laughs> Just a, a side note on the um, Berserker Axe. So that was, when I do do loot for you guys, I tend to, like, I roll randomly on the tables and then kind of mix and match a few bits to make it fitting, uh, a bit more fitting. So n- not completely, like, you know, rolling for no reason. But then I might change things a little bit if something's completely not appropriate or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. with this axe, I rolled for it, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I, I glanced through, but I didn't, like, have a proper read of what exactly it did. Like, I knew the gist <laughs> well, of it, but I didn't we, exactly so... know 
you know, how easy it was. Because it's like every time you take damage, you have to do a wisdom save or go berserk. And you take damage quite often. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the tank, so yeah. that's kind of what he does. So, yeah, so that was fun. Kind of, kind of accidental, but... Accidental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you've done a cool thing where you only introduced its powers to me gradually over time. Yeah, I thought it'd be better rather than just all of a sudden happening. I thought it'd be better sort of, you know, first off you feel, you know, a strong bond with it. And then you start feeling a bit weird about using other weapons and kind of drip feeding what it did to you as he sort of spent more time with it. Because it was only sort of during the last couple of uh like this kind of section of games and like the one previous that it was fully manifest yeah. and then i just managed to pass my wisdom saves in the previous one or been in situations where i was like miles away from people yeah. so it was fine um but yeah so it was yeah it was i, I mean it was cool because it did actually become you know a a little, That's a really cool bit. A little like story mini story there. that mm, kind yeah. of just spun off from that and it just naturally evolved to be a yeah. thing because that was just like that whole thing of me going, like getting <laughs> taking, like trying to take down the party, getting knocked out, hogtied brought back as having go, going the whole thing of going to the you know, place and getting the thing decursed and me writing my magnum opus, becoming Becoming going a into barbarian. Bar, that was all natural. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't none of it planned. was planned. <laughs> and it, it, it tied just... in quite nicely for you um work you finding out that you can um decurse a weapon just in time yeah. for that possibly be because I was like I was thinking I was like I want to make sure you're aware that it's an option because I want to give you a choice as to what you're going to do with this sword. And obviously, mm. whatever you choose, if you give it to him, it will have some consequence. If you don't give it, it'll have a con you know, whatever you yeah. do will have some sort of consequence. But how can exactly. I tell you what your options are without trying to lead you down a path. So, so it ended up like working really well. Cause I could just, you could, you know, I could um, make sure your characters knew that trying to remove a curse was a known thing that people do for this. And then it kind of drip, drip fed that information for what you might do next. So I was like, Oh, this is working really well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just, it was just so, so fucking well, like so. well done. And it was, it was very natural and, and a great bit of fun. And now I'm terrified of Amdir just basically having us all hanged. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that was the D and D. Yes. Um, so moving on from D and D, usually we'd have questions. Unfortunately, I'm being really unprofessional and I need to bugger off. <laughs> so I'm going to request we um, wait till ne- next time and we'll just do a bigger bunch of questions then, if you guys are cool with that. Yeah, no, that cool. sounds cool. Yeah. And also tell us why Johnny is your favourite waifu in, uh, in the questions. <laughs> and the, the email to send those questions to is onlydrawmat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. It's in the description. We know it's stupid. <laughs> I do want to just mention one person emailed in because they emailed in a second time after previously emailing in back in June, I think it was. And I apparently just complete, they had a nice long email with like seven or eight questions in it. And I'd apparently completely blanked it and just didn't reply. Just didn't acknowledge it. So sorry, Robert. Sorry, 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 Robert. I I did. I did get your email and we'll go through it next time with the others. (laughs) I just wanted to mention that because I feel really bad because I genuinely didn't know. I don't know what happened. Like he sent this other email and I noticed before above, there was a big, a big one, you know, Gmail, like, shows previous ones and i was like i just I, it's not like i read it and forgot i just hadn't read it but it wasn't marked as unread I, who knows apologies <laughs> sorry <laughs> we'll dude. get to it next sorry, time that is the worst i am the worst i'm sorry 
<laughs> so yes. So draw about go you we'll we'll get off now so you can go get ready, you poor boy. Uh Thank you very much for listening. I've been Snipe, that's been Wib, and that's been Drama Matt, and we shall see you next time. Bye! I'm a that now, apparently. Okay, bye! Bye! Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk.